If you're a guest, we welcome you. I do have two guests of my own here. My mom and my dad are here. So please, they're right over here. Y'all hug them and love on them. And, and it's, I'm really excited for them to be here, and I hope I don't blow it in my lesson. So I've worked it over a little bit more extra so I could be sophisticated. Now, I don't have really... Uh, I'm going to try this buttoned up for a minute, but it may come undone. I don't have the PowerPoint, so I can't show off that. I'm just going to have to go straight from the Word, but that's all right, ain't it? That's all that matters anyway, isn't it? Matthew 5, 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. As we begin this morning, we see again that those who are a part of the kingdom of heaven are ones who give mercy to others. And then in return, they will receive it. In Jesus' day, He was faced with religious people who could have cared less about the thought of being merciful. They loved to put on a show to make it look like they really cared, but to do as the prophet Micah proclaimed in Micah 6.8 where he says, And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? This was not happening. Jesus said of them that on the outside were, Carrie said it in class, white and clean. They were whitewashed tombs. But on the inside, they were full of dead man's bones. They could have cared less about the mercy on anybody else. They would put on a show again, and in their hearts, there was no desire to do what they were supposed to do because me had filled up all the space. Here's a question for today as we begin, brethren. Are we the same way? Do we put on a good show, but on the inside have no desire to change? We have heard these lessons a million times, haven't we? But I'm not going to apply it. As we continue, let's see if we can honestly say, when it comes to the thought of mercy, that it is a part of who we are. Four points this morning, and the lesson will be yours. The first thing to consider is, what is mercy? Mercy, the definition, to help one afflicted or seeking aid to help the afflicted or to bring help to the wretched. A good illustration of this is uh, in uh, Luke chapter 10 talking about the Good Samaritan. You know, the, the lawyer comes up to Jesus and he says, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus replies to him and says, uh, what is written in the law? And he says, to love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and to uh, love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus says, yes, and wanting to justify himself, the lawyer replies back, who is your neighbor? Jesus then begins this illustration of the Good Samaritan. And think about the Good Samaritan. A very familiar story. But a man, he falls among robbers and he's severely beaten. 
Then a priest and a Levite both come by and see this man on the road, and what do they do? They go to the other side of the road and walk by. Isn't that terrible? They walk right on by because they're too busy with what they got going on. But here it is, a Samaritan, someone who the Jews could not stand, they were dogs, comes, and not only does he come to his aid, he puts him up in the inn. Not only does he put him up in the inn, but he pays for him to stay, and he pays for the care, and comes back and checks on him. In Luke chapter 10, verse 36 and 37, Jesus, as He's finishing this, He says, So which of these three do you think was neighbor to Him who fell among these thieves? And He said, He who showed mercy on Him. What we see in this illustration is kindness or goodwill towards those who are afflicted or miserable, joined with a desire to help them. Mercy is genuine compassion expressed in genuine help. Genuine compassion coupled with genuine help. Or selfless concern shown in selfless acts. What is mercy? It is something that is shown, not just felt. We see this in the mercy that God shows us. Number two thing to consider is God's mercy. Watch how beautiful this is. Titus chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Titus chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, the Bible says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. What do we see in these verses? We see the kindness and love of God appearing in Jesus. But it's not because we deserve it. He is showing genuine compassion, showed in genuine help. Why does He do that? Why does God do that for us? Because He loves us. Amen? He loves us. So if we had to answer this question today, are we a person who shows mercy to others? Are we? Do we show love and compassion to our brothers and sisters in Christ? Do we show it to the world? Or when they make that one mistake, you know, that crucial mistake, that they become marked and they're labeled for the rest of their life as really an enemy. You know, Jesus said that uh, the Pharisees and the scribes in Matthew 23, uh, it's the woe is to the scribes and Pharisees, you know, in verse 23, He says that they had neglected weightier matters of the law. Well, what were those weightier matters of the law? Justice and mercy and faith. They had neglected them. To the first century world and also to ours today, just like meekness, mercy is weak. 
It was said that mercy is a disease of the soul. Think about that. Mercy is a disease of the soul. You know, what do we hear today? If you don't look out for yourself, no one else will. Or, don't get mad, get even. (laughs) Don't get mad, get even. Or, show no mercy. Don't we know that saying in ball? Show no mercy. The Oklahoma Sooners definitely don't know that philosophy because they'll get up by 50 points and then let the other team come back. Maybe they're biblical. Well, maybe that's why I root for them. Maybe that's a good thought. About Let me think of it. I'll rework that some way. What about that, bum? <clears throat> but we know that saying, to show no mercy. Don't give them a chance. But in order to be pleasing to God and to be what He wants us to be, we must show mercy. God's mercy was the basis upon which forgiveness was extended in the verse we just looked at. We see God's willingness to forgive us of our sins. It comes from His abundant mercy toward us. See, Ephesians 2, 4, and 6 builds on that thought. But God, who is rich in mercy... Because of His great love which He had loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved and raised up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What we have to realize as Christians is striving to be holy and more like the Lord every day includes being merciful. Jesus, as He's talking about loving your enemies in Luke chapter 6, verse 35 and 36, He says, but love your enemies. Do good. And think about this, what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about your buddy. I'm not talking about somebody that you get along with. No, the Lord is saying, love your enemies enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward, it will be great. And you will see, be sons of the Most High. For He is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Spiritual application for us, are we kind to the unthankful and the evil? Because God is. God is Kind to the unthankful. Have you ever seen somebody that's been unthankful to you? Isn't that, doesn't that just aggravate you a little bit? You know, you do something for somebody and they just don't even say thank you. They could have cared less really if you did it. God is kind to the unthankful. God is kind to the evil. And then it finishes by saying, Therefore, be merciful just as your Father also is merciful. Think about why we take the Lord's Supper. What do we remember? The mercy that the Lord bestowed upon all mankind. Amen? In Jesus. Jesus dying for our sins. The third thing to consider this morning is just that. Jesus shows us the example. 
His dying, absolutely. But look at a few examples with me. Jesus, time and time again, shows us this compassion towards others. You know, He was moved with pity and compassion on many people. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 and 38. We see Jesus going into the cities, and this is what it says, and the villages and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So He goes in and He's doing all of this. In verse 9, I mean verse uh, 35 in chapter 9, He says, verse 36, I'm sorry, but when, we saw, when He saw the multitudes, He was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then He said to His uh, disciples, the harvest, watch what Jesus does, brethren. The harvest truly is plentiful. But the laborers are few. What was Jesus caring about? What was Jesus showing mercy on to pray to God that people would go and tell these people about Him? He says, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into His harvest. He cared. Do we? Do we care? Or could we care less? Jesus was moved with compassion on these people because He saw their weariness and because they were scattered like sheep with no leader. Matthew 15, 32, Jesus calls the disciples to Himself and He says, I have compassion. This is an amazing feat right here. He says, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with Me three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. He cared about their hunger. He knew they were starving. He knew that they were weak. And so what does He do? He feeds 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread and a few little fish. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that. He could have cared less. But He cared about the individuals. John 8, chapter 10, I mean John chapter 8, verses 10 and 11, Jesus, one morning He goes into the temple and the scribes and the Pharisees, they bring this woman who's caught in adultery in the very act, right? And they bring her to Him because they are looking for something to accuse Him of. They're trying to set Him up. They're trying to trick Him. They're trying to get Him caught up in some mess. But Jesus tells them, He who is without sin... Cast the first stone. And you remember what Jesus does? He goes back down on the ground and He's just doodling on the... None of them could throw that first stone, could they? And you see Him roll out one by one. And then He looks up and Him and the woman is left. And in verse 10, when Jesus had raised Himself up and saw no one but the woman, He said to her, Woman... Where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. 
And Jesus said to her, I love the Lord. Neither do I. Go and sin no more. I mean, mercy and compassion for people. That's why there was such a strong attention to Jesus. Because He cared for people. It wasn't a bunch of fluff. He really cared for them. He cared for their hunger. He cared for their sin. He cared for everything about them. Brethren, Jesus cares for us. Do we care for each other? Do we care for the world? Jesus, even when He's hanging on the cross, despite all the things that had happened to Him, He's almost done with His mission. All of the things that have been done for Him. And in Luke 22, 23, 34, He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Man, could you say that to somebody? Has somebody said something wrong to you in the last couple days? And they deserve to get some things back to them? Or have you said something to somebody and you need to make it right? How are we acting towards each other, brethren? If we don't act right amongst each other, then what do we set off as an example for our children, for those around us? We set off a vibe that is not godly. Amen? And who is watching? Be merciful and you will receive mercy. That's what he says. The fourth thing is this, our challenge. Here is the thought for the morning. The beatitude tells us that if we aren't merciful, then we shall not obtain mercy. But this is not an option. Now, this isn't just a, uh, this is a good idea, maybe I'll follow it. Now, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, if you're going to be a child of God, if you're going to claim to be a disciple of the King of Kings, you have to be merciful. Have to be. You have to turn the other cheek. You have to try to figure out how to make the situation right. And if you get wronged, you get wronged. And I know it's hard. I know that's hard. But mercy is a challenge. And showing mercy makes us vulnerable, don't it? Because compassion and pity are not viewed by the world as great qualities. It is when it's convenient for them. If I'm receiving mercy, it's a great thing, isn't it? But when I have to put it on somebody else, it's really not that fun to do. But we don't go by the standards of the world, do we? We follow a king. And what we see time and time again in his word is the compassion and the pity he has for his people. And all of mankind, really. 
Mercy is compassion that is undeserved. Now, does that mean we ignore sin? Absolutely not. Do we just get ran over because we're showing so much mercy to people? Come on. Jesus didn't show mercy and then pretend like people weren't sinning. Jesus showed mercy identifying the sin and then giving hope for forgiveness through Him. Matthew 9.13 says, But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. (laughs) For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I'm on a mission, man. I'm on a mission. I'm not a whitewashed tomb. I'm not a real shiny cup and then on the inside I'm just real dirty. The Lord wants us to be about His business and not just going through the motions. Amen? I want to challenge you with this verse and I want you to think about it and I want you to be encouraged by it and I want you to be aware of it. James chapter 2 verse 13. As you go out through the week, as you go out living your daily life, remember this verse. Put it around your neck, right? Proverbs class. Bind this thing around your your neck. For judgment is without mercy. Judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. But mercy triumphs over judgment. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Mercy has to be a part of our lives. As we leave this morning, if we had to answer the question, are we merciful, what would you say? Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Maybe you're here today and you haven't been merciful. Maybe you are here today and you're not doing exactly what you need to be doing in life. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're living in such a way that's an embarrassment to you and your family, and especially in front of God. Maybe you need to make it right. Maybe you just need prayers. Maybe today you need to become a child of God. Here's what I want to just offer up is don't wait. Our life is but a vapor. It's here for a little while and then it's gone. Today you can make the the most important decision that you've ever made and that's to become a child of a kingdom that doesn't fade away. Be added to the body of Christ. How do you do it? By believing who Jesus is. By be willing to repent of your sins, to confess His name before men, to be baptized in water for the remission of your sins, and to live that life faithful until death. And you can hear those words that say, well done, my good and my faithful servant. Man, don't you want to hear that? You were merciful, and I love you for it. Come and enter the joy of your rest. Whatever you need, come right now. It's together. We stand and sing.